And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another We Are Me podcast with Davy Rissman and Mickey Brennan. Um, Davy, I'm a bit hoarse after the weekend. It was a mad weekend of commentaries and then a match on Sunday as well. So uh, the voice is a little bit sh- shaky uh, this week, so it is. But uh, I'm going to let you do most of the talking, I think, this week. You must have been shouting at referees again, were you? <laughs> Well, why do you always say things like that now? I may have had well, a couple of more. The, the gas thing about it is you talked about all the commentaries and you threw in that you had your game yourself. And I was thinking to myself, which is if the voice is, fair enough if the legs were sore, but if the voice is tender after playing a game of football, then that can only mean one thing. And I know you form, Mickey. Yeah, well, see, well, the thing is, is that I didn't play the whole game. Like, I'm, I'm at an age now where I won't be playing a full game. I don't bit part. So, a bit part, yeah, a bit part player. You know, come in and see out the game. <laughs> Um, but um, no, like I, I, while I'm sitting on the bench, I don't sit on the bench. I put on a a, a bib and I go up and down the field, in, encouraging our players, giving encouragement and encouraging the referee that he can do better yes. as well. You know, um, uh, we all can do better. <laughs> Absolutely, pretty, pretty much the way it is. But um, yeah, look, it was a mad weekend for. Um, for the hurlers in the county because there was all county hurling league on from division five right up to division one and of course our county hurlers were out uh, they traveled down to tullamore on the weekend so what we might do is we'll run through the all county hurling league results first and then we'll make our way back to um the county hurlers um, and as i said they were taken on awfully in tullamore so we'll uh, we'll just uh, leave the the plaster ripping for for a little bit longer. Yeah, for sure, Mickey. Starting in Division 5 of the All-County Hurling League, there was only one game played uh, last weekend on Saturday, and that was between Navinomatneys and Ratmaline, and it was Navinomatneys who recorded their third uh, victory out of four on a scoreline of 4-13 to 10 points. Um, Moving, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I would probably guess that our friend um, Colin O'Brien was probably playing in that one, if his uh, rib injury had um, had healed up. Mm, yeah, definitely got them over the line in the end. Good win for Navinam Atlees. Division 4, uh, there was a, a more complete round of fixtures played. Um, first off on Friday night, Kildalki recorded a 2-13-2-8 victory over Clana Gale. Also on Friday night, Retote um, beat Drumree by a scoreline of 2-7. That's 13 points to Drumree's 10. Saturday, there was another couple of games in Division 4. Kaline recorded a massive victory over Kiltail, 227 to 7 points. And St. Peter's Dunboyne also had a handsome victory, 422 to Boards Mills, 8 points. And that leaves uh, St. Peter's Dunboyne sitting top of the tree, 4 from 4, 8 points. 
from a possible eight. Kalein just in behind, um, along with Kildalki. They're both tied on six, and then there's a drop down to Boards Mill on three. Um, moving into Division Three, then Mickey. Um, on Saturday there was um an, an easy victory for Trim. They recorded a three nineteen to one nine victory over Retote. Um, also a huge victory for Kildalki um, against Gail Column Kill, 720 to 1 4 Kildalki um, winning that one. Um, on Saturday, too, um, high scoring encounter between Dunham Rashburn and uh, Kilmessen and Dunham Rashburn just about scraping through. Um, had to do the maths here quickly, Mickey, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> they did win by a couple of points. Five goals and six points, that's 21 points to Kilmessen's 213, that's 19. So, two point victory. For Dunham Rashburn there in a highly entertaining game by the looks of it. And the last game in Division 3 played on Sunday um, was a victory for Ratmaline, 116 to Ratmaline, 2-6 to Kilskier Moila. So a good victory for Ratmaline. Keeps them top, joint top, I should say, with Kildalki. Both of them going strong, four from four, um, behind Trim, who are on five points then. It's interesting, Davey, that you're not saying whether it's a team second team or not, because... Uh, I, I think already we've seen two of Rathod's teams. So that could be a third and a fourth. It could be a second and a third team. Who knows? We'll get yeah. to, we, we know when we get to Division 2 and Division 1 that it's going to be first or first teams for most of that. Anyway. Yeah, I, I think the, the few first teams that we did come to was Gael Kilkill and Kilskir Maila, who were both beaten, actually, at the hands of yeah. second team. So um, I suppose that shows the dominance of some of the teams in Mead. But moving into Division 2, as you say, there was a game played last Thursday night and uh, Boards Mill and Navinam Matney's first teams going head to head and it was a four point victory for Boards Mill in this one 112 to 11 points um, in Paddy O'Brien Park and um, then into Sunday Kaline recorded a big victory over Drumree in a high scoring encounter 4-16 to Kaline 17 points to Drumree Dundry um, going well in the football going well in the hurling too 20 points to 11 they beat Blackhall Gales on Sunday and the final game in Division 2 was a victory for Longwood. They haven't had much joy in the football, but um, they got their first victory in the hurling, beating Wolf Tones 112 to nine points. Um, and that's significant because it gets Longwood off the bottom and they leapfrog Wolf Tones um, by virtue of that victory. Kaline are top of this division, Mickey. They've got seven points from a possible eight, three wins and a draw. And Drumree are just in behind them with three wins from their first four. Dundry bang there in contention as well with three wins from their first four. So it should be interesting in Division Two. Yeah, we're uh, worrying times in Blackhall Gales, the bottom of Division Two in the uh, hurling and bottom of their relative uh, uh, division in the football as well, Davy. Yeah, not not ideal. Um, then into Division One uh, and the big hitters here with Retoats. First team, I'm pretty sure. I don't think they have a team higher than Division One, Mickey. Um, but uh, they did uh, record a victory over Clannagale. Um, comfortable enough in the end. Two twenty one for Retoat, fifteen points to Clannagale. Um, both obviously missing uh, personnel through uh, hurling commitments with Mead, but uh, Kilmessen also uh, going. Decent. They beat St. Peter's Dunboyne 217 to 113. Trim, that's their first team as well against Kildalki's first team in a heavyweight Titanic battle. It was Trim who emerged victorious 310 to 11 points in that one. And the final game on Sunday, um, there was a, a, a draw between uh, Nafina and Kiltail. It finished Nafina 19 points, 
Giltail, 213. Um, good, a good point, I suppose, for Nafin. It's the first point of the campaign, Mickey, and against Kiltail, who would have went top with a win. Um, that's you'd have to say a little bit of an upset. So hats off to Nafina for that. But Trim do sit top of the tree, eight points from a possible eight, four wins from four. Kiltail, by virtue of dropping that point to Nafina, they uh, stay in second on seven. And then there's a drop down to Kildaki, who are on five, two wins from their first four. So all to play for in Division One as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Davy, sticking with the small ball, we're going to move now to um, the Mead Hurlers. They were taking on Offaly in Tullamore on the weekend, and it finished Offaly 2.22, Mead 19 points. That is a nine-point victory for Offaly, and just heaping more pressure on on this team. It's um, it, it, it was a it was another hammering basically by uh for, for a mead team uh for this mead hurling team and, and and it was all over by half time really it was i think it was 214 to 10 points at half time davy yeah i mean it, it actually could have been a lot worse mickey because shane brennan got his march yeah. notice just after half time for a an instant i think as the teams entered the tunnel uh for half time not quite sure what went on but at that stage there was 10 points between the sides 214 to 10 in favor of offley and you'd, you'd have feared for mead coming out into the second half but to their credit they battled hard and they actually won the second half by a point and um, so in fairness to me that's that's a kind of gutsy second half performance because one would have feared that it could have went the other way obviously awfully um would have been smarting on the back of their narrow defeat to Antrim the week before so they were always going to come out all guns blazing they got the two goals in quick succession in the first half through Leon Fox and David Nally and that really put daylight between the sides. Um, Jack Regan, as usual, um, was was talismanic in his performance. 14 points, 12 of those coming from freeze. Eamon O'Donoghue hit a couple of smashing points from play. He got into the team for a start on the back of his good cameo from the week previous. But um, it does, it heaps massive pressure on me. They have a trip down to um, Tralee this weekend, Mickey, against Kerry, who um, put Carlo to the sword last yeah. weekend by 15 points. And, you know, we all know what Carlo did to me the week previous. So um, Kerry bouncing back after their shock defeat to down the week before. Um, it's such an unpredictable grade that Joe McDonough because teams don't seem to be able to string results together. But Mead, unfortunately, are bang up against it and it doesn't get any easier going down to what has been a real graveyard in recent years down in Tralee for Mead. Yeah, Nick Weir, if, if he was to take any positives, it would be that second half display. But again, slow start by Mead, two goals in the first half. Shored things up in the second half, didn't concede any more goals. Ascended off of Shane Brennan just after half time, uh, or just before the ball was even uh, thrown in uh, for the second half. Due to Emilie, and from what I gather from it, it was uh, Emilie that involved more than just Shane Brennan and another player. It was a, it was a, a lot of players that were involved and, and how he was singled out on his own is a bit of a mystery. So this is the thing nowadays. Now, when you see the third man in as such, that's the, the, the person that gets punished for it. So despite the fact that there could have been 15 or 16 players, if Shane Brennan was deemed to be the third man in to the scuffle between two fellas, he's the man that gets singled out. I've seen a couple of examples of it firsthand and it doesn't seem sort of right but that's arguably maybe what happened unlucky for Shane Brennan he's not that type of player and he's been a terrific soldier for the Mead hurlers but um he'll be missed obviously um but it's a second consecutive red card now for Mead and you start to kind of worry about maybe the discipline there as well you know two straight reds in two weeks that's something as well that Nick will want to address I'm sure yeah I suppose the red cards are coming 
purely out of frustration. Um, yeah. You know, uh, it, it, that's that's all you can put it down to because, you know, the lads, the lads have been, oh, you know, they've been under an awful lot of pressure the last couple of years, um, and this year just hasn't been. We haven't been able to hit the highs that we did the last couple of years. You said it already. It's so unpredictable this division, the Joe McDonough, and of course Division Two A. But we always seem to get a scalp somewhere along the way. We haven't been able to do that this year, and maybe the players are just becoming a little bit more frustrated. Yeah, and the the problem with it now is with Kerry bouncing back with a victory, the likelihood is a scalp won't be enough. You know, you're you're going to probably need two wins. Yeah. Um, running out of time and running out of road. And it's hard to see at the moment where those two wins are going to come from. Um, you know, we decided after the first week, maybe Kerry down there could be vulnerable. Then they go to Carlo, but, you know, beat them by 15 points and put down a bit of a marker. So um, we'll just have to wait and see. They'll battle away. They're an honest bunch, but it, it doesn't look great at the moment, Mickey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, look, we, we wish them the very best of luck when they travel down to Kerry next weekend. Davey, uh, just from last week, the Mead under-20s hurlers were playing, or sorry, the Mead under-20 footballers were playing in the Leinster semi-final against Dublin in Parnell Park. You were there for us, Davey. Um, a disappointing result uh, for, for this Mead uh, under-20s team, but in fairness to them, they never stopped battling. No, particularly in the second half, the, you know, the, the battling qualities were admirable for such a young group of players, but ultimately the damage was was done in the first half. You know, we trailed by 3-7 to 4 at the break and those three goals, which were all conceded in the opening 13 minutes of the contest, were, were detrimental to Meade's chances. Um, it's a trait that unfortunately we've seen over the last while when we played Dublin, they do try to blow us out of the water with goals. And I know there's a there's a point about that in our Instagram interactive in a little bit, which we'll talk about. But I think ultimately the inexperience of the group um, and Dublin's, um, I suppose, more, uh, I suppose, strength in terms of yeah. physicality at this grade yeah, physical, yeah, yeah. shown considerably, you know, in the end. And the beauty about it is, I think all but five or six of the panel are eligible to play again next year, which is a huge positive for John McCarthy. But um, they know the the level they have to get to now, and uh, that's going to be that's going to be the task for me next year. I think myself and yourself counted it up, Davy, and I think thirteen and starting fifteen are are, are uh, eligible to play again next year, and yeah. and a number of those are eligible to play the following year. So it it was quite a young team, and and at that age level between the seventeen and twenty mark, you know they're developing into men most of the Dublin team are overage next year you know they were in their final year so they've got a lot more development uh, at that age so you know for 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 this me team to not give up and push to the very end lose the game by seven points um and goals being the difference those three goals in the early part of the game being the difference between the teams it's something to build on it's it's it, like a, it, we can't get down on them and and be you know overly disappointed. We at that level have not done anything for a number of years, so we are kind of basing our under twenties team of this year of last year's minor winning team, All Ireland winning team, and the year previous the Leinster winning minor team. So there's you know it's it, it's it's slowly slowly step by step. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think 
if we're being realistic about it, we couldn't have expected too much from the group because of the, the age profile of them. I think the most disappointing thing from last Thursday was the manner of it and, and particularly the goals in the first half. Um, had they been avoided and they probably could have been avoided, then it would have been such a much more of a closer game, you know, in yeah. the latter stages. Um, because I, I still don't know how good Dublin are. I, and I thought in the second half when we did get a bit of a stranglehold in the middle third, for the first time in the game, we really boxed them in and made it difficult for them. So it'd be interesting to see how they go. I think the, the final is Thursday night uh, against Kildare in Port Leash. Yeah. It'll be a really interesting one because Kildare are a decent side. Um, so we'll we'll wait and watch on, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. Look, you know, that the, the experience of uh, that game uh, and obviously beating Longford in the first round uh, as well or in the quarterfinal will stand for these lads as they move on to next year or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's it's not the end of the road for them. And it's, I think it's only the start of something special. So it is uh, for, for that group of lads. Um, we, we did do a full review of that game and we have an interview with John McCarthy, the under-20s manager, uh, over on our Loyal Royals podcast. If you want to head on over there, it is Patreon forward slash We Are Mead. We'll also be doing a review, sorry, we'll also be doing a preview of Mead versus Wicklow. We'll come back to that in a moment um, uh, on our uh, Loyal Royals podcast this week as well. Looking forward to Wicklow um, making the trip up to Navan for a double header in Park Tolchin next Sunday. And we also will be doing on our Loyal Royals podcast. We'll be doing the All County Football League preview for this week as well with our predictions. Prediction race that uh, is practically run at this stage. Davy Rispin trailing by six points after four rounds of the All County Football League. Out of 113 games, he has 68 results right. I have 73, but I got a bonus point as well. That brings me up to 74 for getting a draw last week between Curaha and Old Castle, I think it was. So do head on over. We'll be doing a full preview of all seven divisions um, and we'll be giving our predictions on every single one of the games as well in uh, uh, in the All-County Football League. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. Auto mower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised auto mower dealer on 046. 955-1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne & Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Davy, bringing it back over to um, the We Are Mead podcast. Just want to run through the results from the Leinster Senior Football Championship from the weekend. Um, Loud 5-10, Carlo 10 points. We did suspect that Loud would get over Carlo in this game. Maybe the manner in which they won uh, the five goals is probably the surprising thing. Wexford uh, had the shock of the weekend in Leinster, 115 to Offaly's one goal and 12. And then in uh, Ockram, 
we were waiting with bated breath on this one. We were wondering where we were going to be playing our game next weekend. And by virtue of Wicklow winning, that means that there will be a home game for me in the Leinster Senior Football Championship quarterfinal. Wicklow 5-15, leash four goals in 12, a nine-goal thriller in Ockram. Yeah, unbelievable. And uh, the lads were talking about in the Sunday game, Sunday night, Mickey, about um, how Leinster is always berated and everything like that. It undoubtedly was the most entertaining province by a country my last weekend. And, you know, in fairness, the big, the so-called bigger hitters in Leinster don't come in, obviously, until um, until the quarterfinal stage or but but take nothing away from the teams that were playing. It was thoroughly entertaining games. Obviously, Louth in Navan against Carlo um, put on a show. As expected, Carlo struggled. And I think the, the Carlo rising era, which was a couple of years ago, that I think that's done and dusted now. Louth have made great strides under Mickey Hart, back-to-back promotions, putting in five goals. I expect them to really challenge Kildare. I think they'll put it right up to them uh, this weekend. It should be a fascinating game. Wexford's a great story as well. I mean, they finished, I think, third from bottom in Division 4. Um, struggle for any sort of form or consistency throughout the league. But they went back to one of their old soldiers in his 15 championship season. Ben Brosnan scored one yeah. eight. I think one four or one six of it from play. Terrific display by him. Um, and a great win for them over Offaly, who, you know, we, we faced firsthand and we know how difficult they can be. That's a big blow for them, you know, straight into the Talton Cup after a round. And, of course, the one, as you said, Mickey, that we've been waiting on. A- an upset as well, you have to say, because... Yeah. I mean, Wicklow um, changed their manager midway through the league. Colin Kelly departed. All wasn't well. They were beaten by Leash by, I think, maybe 12 points in the league encounter. Relegated, yeah. like Leash in the end. But uh, I think Leash were, were odds-on um, shots to win this game. And Wicklow, of course, in the, the fortress that is Ockram, um, turned in an incredible display to score 5-15. Leash did come back at them in the second half um, in a, in a nine-goal thriller. Um, I think it's the highest scoring championship game in something like 40 years or something like yeah, that, Mickey. Yeah. Um, but but a brilliant win and a, and a warning for me ahead of this weekend. Yeah, there was a. I remember they were saying it on the Sunday game that there was a game. I think you might you have to go back to 1928 or something for a championship game that had nine goals in it, uh, which is remarkable. But um, you know, it was probably um, like the weekend that was in it. All of the games were high scoring. Um, which was absolutely brilliant to see, um, and, and and may may hopefully that may be may continue for the rest of the summer, um, and hopefully next weekend in Park Tolchin it's going to be the same, um, with Mead kicking five fifteen, and hopefully uh, Wicklow will be um, only living on scraps, no goals or whatever in in Park Tolchin for them. But the Leinster quarterfinals are as follows: on Saturday it's Westmead against Longford. That's in Cusick Park at 6pm. And Dublin will take on Wexford in Wexford Park. That's absolutely brilliant in the quarterfinal. 6.30 next Saturday evening. Dublin travelling down to Wexford. Live then on Sky. On, live on Sky as well. Like uh, Absolutely incredible stuff. Um, and then on Sunday at 4pm. Well, sorry. On Sunday at 2pm in uh, Navan. It is, of course, um, Mead against Wicklow. And then in Bordenamona Park, um, it will be in Tullamore, it will be Kildare against Loud. Davy, why is there a, a neutral venue for Kildare and Loud and Mead get a home venue against Wicklow? That's a good question that I don't know the answer to. Um, no. I, I think I think with the Mead and Wicklow thing, it's to do with the fact that we played them, uh, was it last year or the year before in Ockram? So when that happens, you have to generally play... Uh, 
the other way, even though Wexford could played it, Dublin a couple of years ago and it was in Wexford Park as well, so I'm not quite sure what the... Could it be that uh, Loud have no um, county ground at the minute that would be able to take that game and it had to be... Pa- possibly, possibly, I, yeah, maybe the capacity yeah, because issue all of the games, all of the games are, are home venues bar uh, Kildare and Loud. I did hear that that Kildare Loud game was going to be in Navan um, on Sunday, so that would have been a brilliant double header. Well, hopefully we won't need a double header because there'll be that many mead people going to the yeah. game, Mickey. So there'll be no room for for anybody else. And look, if if the weather is nice, it's a bank holiday weekend. Uh, Sunday of a bank holiday, early lunchtime throw in. It's a very appetising fixture. Get down, get down, sport mead. We'll get the win and and maybe a few points afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we will do a full preview of that game, and we're going to try and pick Andy McIndee starting fifteen for mead against Wicklow next weekend as well so uh, head on over to our Patreon forward slash we are Mead Loyal Royals podcast and uh, you will uh, get that full preview and of course what we think could be the starting 15 or what we think should be the starting 15 which will be miles away what the starting 15 will be Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30 second ad? Well then at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. Auto mower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, Contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised auto mower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Davy, we'll move on then and uh, I suppose we'll go to the lotteries now and get them out of the way. Yeah, absolutely, Mickey. Um, the first one up is from uh, Dunchocklin and Royal Gales from the 19th of uh, April. And the numbers drawn were 13, 18, 22 and 28. No jackpot winner, two match, three winners, collecting 100 euro each, Timothy O'Sullivan and Kathleen Rooney. Uh, next draw takes place uh, tonight, April 25th at half eight, live on Facebook, 13,000 of a jackpot, 13,000 of a first reserve and 8,000 of a second reserve on club force that one. Uh, Minolte next in and uh, their results from the 24th which was Sunday night uh, 3, 5, 8 and 13 were the numbers drawn. 13,800 euro of a jackpot was not won. There was 8 match 3 winners who collect 25 euro each. Porrick O'Connor, Seamus McCabe, John Brogan, Mary Murphy, Lisa Connolly, Anthony Barry, Joey Curley and Caroline McFadden. One special online prize receiving 50 euro was Kyle Cusson. And uh, they go again on the 1st of May, which is this Sunday coming, and it's 14,200 euro of a jackpot. Seems like the jackpot is going up by 400 every week. So that's um, that's brilliant going in Minolte. So uh, wow. certainly one to one to look out for. Um, my own Corton GFC still uh, on the rise as well. 8,800 of a jackpot wasn't won last Friday night. We had a signed me ladies jersey, which went to Brendan Brady, if I'm not mistaken, a Simonstown man, Mickey, I think. Um and the numbers drawn were 21, 23, 26, and 30, uh, all high numbers. Elaine what was Kelly, the name? Uh, Brendan Brady. Brendan Brady. Um, I'll have to look that one up. 
Elaine Kelly, Katrina O'Brien, Christy Tully, Vino Keaton, and TJ Coyne all collect 20 euro. And we go again on Friday night, 8,900 euro of a jackpot at courtmga.com forward slash lotto. Gil Column Kill are next in, and their 12,000 uh, euro jackpot, which has been capped on for a long time now, uh, continues to go strong. 3, 6, 11, and 19 were the numbers drawn. Um, there was no winner, but there's nearly not enough room for all the match three winners, Mickey. He'll share about three or each uh, of the 150 between them. Paula Manning, uh, Mark Goodman by two, Simon Cahill, Brian Finn, Benny Reddy, Anya Smith, Edmund Sheridan, Emma Connell, Geraldine Walsh and Lisa Reddy, all <laughs> match three uh, winners in Gail Kill. I'm not sure how it wasn't one with all them. They've dodged some amount of bullets there. But anyway, they live to fight for another week um, at 12,000. Uh, screen are next in and uh, they had no jackpot winner last time around 9,100 euro of a jackpot uh, they had lucky dip winners who collect 40 euro each Lisa Dardis, Seamus McCauley Lisa White and Shira Mullen uh, you can go to screen GFC sorry screen GFC.ie to play the blotto or buy a ticket for just 50 euro in their horsepower super draw where you could win a John Deere tractor or a hundred thousand euro in cash so you crack it uh draw coming up in screen in the not too distant future and that's it from me mickey no bother well i have the usual two i have jelly who was on his travels on the weekend i don't know mm. if you know he was in uh he was in the gaelic grounds in limerick and he was in semple stadium what a life that lad lives uh, there's huge money in massages that's all i'll say um so the simonston lotto from last Friday night was not win, not won. There was uh, 1,650 euro on offered numbers drawn were 12, 13, 18, and 27. And the match three winner only one was Tim Kremen. Uh, next week's lotto will be 1,700 euro. Um, and it's on on Friday night. You can do that in all the usual social media pages and uh, go on to Simonstown's, you'll find that. And also the Stagestown lotto still has not been <coughs> won. It's still a massive 10,000 euro. And you can do that on smartlotto.ie or you can go to any of the Central Town socials and um, you'll find the link in there. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's still a lot of lotos out there, Davey, that um, are dodging bullets and not giving away these top prizes. So plenty of money to be won. Yeah, absolutely. And we're still in there to win them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, we've been saying that for long enough now. I've kind of given up hope. Um, it's just more of a donation now at this stage it than is. anything else. <laughs> Anyways, look, we'll move on, Davey. Um, Instagram interactive, I'm sure, with the under-20s playing last week, the hurlers playing on the weekend, and, of course, Mead footballers taking on Wicklow this weekend. I'm sure you've got plenty for us. Tons, Mickey. Um, and there's a bit of soccer to get out of the way, first and foremost. Um, yeah. Alan McCormick wants to uh, build a statue of Divock Rigi. You build it, I'll burn it. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. He'd, he'd probably get into the United team at the minute, though. No, he'd, probably, no. he'd be captain of United, I'd say. At the minute. No, he's got too good of an attitude to get into that. <laughs> Very good. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. 
Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne & Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Uh, Jack Walsh, another man with a great attitude, uh, said once again, the Dublin Derby not shown on our national broadcast our Friday night, hashtag boycott RTE. Yeah, well, wasn't there loads of trouble at it again, as always? Was there, yeah. Well, I think there was. There was there's some kind of penalties being handed out, if I'm not mistaken, this week for over. Yeah. Um, my picture behind Instagram Interactive this week was from Crow Park, Mickey, but not from a game. It was actually the Ed Sheeran gig, and that got a bit of uh, traction with Megan uh, Greenhalla saying Ed is a legend. Susan Farrell said, very impressive ginger lad in Crow Park at the weekend. Could he do a job for me? <laughs> uh, look I'll tell you maybe uh, look hopefully we won't need him I'm looking down at the team here that I'm trying to pick for uh, our Loyal Royals podcast and I don't think we'd lead Ed Sheeran so we won't yeah uh, Michael Tiernan says Ed doing a lot of rep <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> when your legs don't work like they used to uh, before <laughs> give it up now <laughs> um, very good Michael Tiernan saying Ed doing a lot around the middle of the park today would love to see him back in on the edge of the square <laughs> yeah uh, again using that phrase when your legs don't work like they used to before that's when you end up on the edge of the square so yeah <laughs> true not a bad thing um, Killian Perfield uh, said was Ed in a Mead jersey he wasn't he was in an Ipswich Town jersey actually Okay. Uh, lucky to be working saying Davy Rispin at an Ed Sheeran concert seriously um, um, yeah I, I, I agree with him um, I do that's all the Ed Sheeran content out of the way anyway I've just Woo. rattled through it so um, we can get back to brass tacks now Robert Perfield saying championship week Mickey Ah, it's just class like uh, you know um, it's funny because obviously we're commentating on the Cavan game from the weekend that was all happening in Cavan last week and I was just like going can't wait for next week but uh, like it was I was all like worried about this game on the weekend between Wicklow and Leash and I was like oh what's it and now you know the 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 anxiety and the excitement and everything is starting to pick up and you're like going Wicklow scored 515 they're coming to Navan they couldn't do that in Navan could they and you know you're starting to worry and you're like who's going to mark Quinn right well you know, we'll give him the job of Mark and Quinn. And ah, look, yeah, it's brilliant. Championship weekend and championship week is there's nothing like it. Yeah, uh, Brian Flynn saying can't wait for Navan next Sunday. Any team updates, injuries, etc. I'd imagine that'll be all packed into the Loyal Royals, Mickey. Yeah, it will indeed. Yeah, we'll pack all that into the Loyal Royals. Yeah, for sure. Um, Eric Neville saying Sligo Tyrone won last year's minor provincial titles. A lot of those minor players won under 20 titles this year. Having lots of players just out of minor didn't stop Sligo or Tyrone winning under 20 titles after winning minor in 2021. That's in reference to obviously Mead. Yeah, but that's 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 not actually uh, uh, quite accurate. There was only two, I think, off the um, Tyrone minor team and uh, that were that, that, that played the other night. 
And not only that, but uh, they wouldn't have won that game against Cavan had the referee not um, played with them. And that's that's coming from Tyrone supporters, and that's not coming from me. They even said it after the game. Um, Sligo thing, bit of a skewed result in that one. Um, what was it, five goals and four points they scored, or four goals and four points um, to 14 points or 15 points, something like that. It was something ridiculous. But, um, yeah, look, I, I, I wouldn't be sure the amount of minors that were on that team, but I do know from talking to Damien Donoghue, Cavan under-20 manager, that was he said that Sligo were a very underrated under-20 team this year. Yeah, well, they, of course, me beat them in the All-Ireland semi-final in minor last year. So there, there probably yeah. was a good deal of them. And yeah, absolutely great win for them as well. Not to take away from it. Uh, John Kelly with a lengthy one here. So you just have to switch on and, and listen out, Mickey, and try and pick a few points from this. But he's been so- sorry for so many messages, but I want to draw attention to Mead versus Dublin under 20s. Sean Boylan always said, stop Dublin scoring goals, you beat them. Last four Mead versus Dublin under 20 slash under 21 games in 2018, 20, 21 and 22. Dublin have scored 14 goals versus Mead's three goals. Um, in the last four games at under 20, 21, Dublin scored seven of their 14 goals in the first 10 minutes of the first half. That's They are brilliant stats, by the way. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, in 2018 and 2020 and 2022, Mead versus Dublin games were over by the 28th minute mark with Dublin running, riot scoring. Uh, Dublin clearly have a plan to blow away Mead with goals in the first few minutes, the first half and second half. Mead in 2023 slash 2024 have better under 20 footballers than Dublin, but we have to keep it tight in the first five minutes of both halves. Play a sweeper, put 15 behind the ball, first five minutes, but Dublin stop Mead, uh, but Mead stop Dublin, sorry, from scoring goals in the early part of the game. Mead have a great chance of beating Dublin and under 20 in 2023 and 2024. Um, and yeah, Sean Boylan was right. Stop Dublin scoring goals, you beat the Dubs. Uh, 100%, yeah. Um, look, some, I great, some we'll, great points in there. In uh, absolutely, absolutely brilliant stats. Brilliant stats coming out of there, like uh, 14 goals in four games seven of those goals coming in the first 10 minutes of of, of those four games so um yeah really really interesting stat um we i just don't want us to get ahead of ourselves yes we won the minor all ireland last year and we won the leinster minor before the year beforehand we said it already there's 13 of these lads that are underage from starting 15 for next year again as he said 23 24 we should be better than dublin we have better players and all that and they will have beaten the the Dublin players that they'll come up against. I don't, yes, playing a sweeper or whatever it is, but this is all about development at the same time. And I hope that they're replicating what they're going to be doing at senior level. If that means that the senior team is going to be um, playing a sweeper or whatever it is, I'd like to see them playing the same system so that when they go from the under 20s into the into the senior team that they play the same system it's mm. like you, you 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 like tyrone have won four of the last under 20 uh ulster championships and th- that is one of the things that they say about the tyrone team that they're coached the same way as the senior team are from from minor up so that when they're going along and they move into a senior team that it's the same thing so like putting 15 men behind the ball and playing a sweeper is that 
Is that what the way we want to play? No, I, I think in fairness, just to... to just for the first 10 one, minutes. Yeah, that's what he's saying. And it's only against Dublin because of what the, the stats have shown us. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I do agree with him. Uh, courses for extent. courses. Yeah, yeah because courses I, courses. I, I do think there is lessons to be learned. And probably at this stage, we still haven't learned them because I can remember back to the team Brian Farrell managed, um, I think in the absence of Barry Callan, probably three or four years ago now. And the Dublin team did the exact same to us in the first... 10 to 15 minutes of that game it was in Nav and it was a beautiful summer's day but the game was yeah. over after 10-15 minutes we rallied but the damage was done you know so that there has to be lessons learned and yeah I'm sure that the same mistake won't happen again you know this time next year fingers crossed but you know some brilliant inside uh, um, stats and knowledge there by John Kelly so thanks for that um, lucky to be working also contributing and he says who is looking after the Black Hole Gales Instagram page very poor with updates change is needed <laughs> I don't know but whoever is running the Instagram I would think is running the Twitter and the Facebook page and I'd have to agree with him well I don't know if change is needed but I would say that they're slow to put up things and it's uh, sporadic to use a word that Davy Risman loves Give it to Lucky to be working till the end of the season is what I said. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Give it to Ralph. Give it to Ralph. Uh, Shane Mangan uh, said that fixtures should be published at the start of the league like in other counties. Five days in advance isn't good enough. Uh, Are they given well in advance in other counties? Um, I'm not sure about that. I I don't know either, but uh, I would say he probably does know. You know, well, so maybe in well, I know that in Cavan, I don't know from one week to the next who we're going to be playing. We have a fair idea, but we don't know when, where, or who it's going mm. to be a lot of the time. So, um, you could kind of guess. I, I understand where he's coming from, but yeah, but look, I, I like, I think that's better. Um, that you don't know who you're going to be playing from one week to the next, and you get your six days or seven days' notice of who you're going to be playing. Um, no, I, I think the fixtures are you do know who you're going to be playing, but it's, I think he means when, like, all right. He, he, like a, a, de- a definitive day and time is I think, sure. what, he, what he's getting. We at. we used to have to wait until the Meat Chronicle came out on a Wednesday to know what whether you were playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. And you could what if there was a typo? Huh? What if there was a typo? <laughs> Back before all this technology took over, we had to go and buy the Meat Chronicle and and, and uh, check check on the Wednesday evening to see whether you were playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. You had to go and buy the Mead Chronicle. Fergal Lynch will hate that line, Mickey. No, it makes no, it sound like it's a, it's a prison sentence to buy. Oh, God, no, no. It was the best part of the week, so it was. Because yeah, yeah. I, played, I played soccer as well, so because <laughs> played, to the, played to the soccer section. Seeing and then close the paper. And first of all, first of all, what you did was you, you went through the paper to see if there was um, a, a report on any of the games that you played on in the weekend, be it the senior, the junior, the first team with the soccer or the second team and he'd be looking for your name and then when that was all done you'd go to the fixtures and you'd say right now we're playing on Sunday at 11 with the soccer we're playing on Thursday evening with the Gaelic that's perfect so it is I can go out in the beer on Friday and Saturday and be up early on the Sunday morning what oh, is it? 14, the Meat Chronicle is an institution so it is I started playing uh, the soccer when I was 15 <laughs> uh, so you, you were drinking before that was it? no 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 no, I didn't drink till I was 19, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, P.S. Tapes, a man who definitely drank before he was 19. You'll probably know that firsthand, Mickey. Oh, but for, Oh, for sure. He, he's in, and he said, wife booking brunch the same day and time as the match on Sunday. A disaster. So I've ran a poll here as to what P.S. Tapes should, in fact, do. Should he go to the match? 
Or should he go to the brunch? Oh, hang on. Well, I've just literally got a text message this moment, Davy. I'm not messing. And uh, he wants to just confirm to you. Okay, we'll get that result in a minute, but it's going to be null and void. He wants to confirm to you that he's not included in the brunch. But what it does mean is that he's going to have his daughters for the day. And he's going to be at home with the babies. So what he wants to do is... Uh, he, he was hoping that Wicklow would win because he couldn't drag the kids down to leash uh, for for a mead game. So the fact that they Wicklow have won, he might be able to now bring the kids in to Park Tolchin for their first ever championship encounter uh, in the home of football. Brilliant. And to be fair, Leinster championship games for me didn't have and have been few and far between. Yeah. So it is a great opportunity. And I really would encourage everybody to try and get out on Sunday and support Mead um, and, and just see where it takes us. But yeah, nonetheless, Mickey, 86% of the people going for um, the match. Were we in 14% and 70 votes going for the brunch? But there's, there's a few foodies out there, I'm sure. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, there would be a lot of... People in Mead who love their food, um, a lot of Mead supporters. I don't know if you've ever stood in the terrace in uh, Park Tolchin. A lot of those supporters do love their food. And that, on that note, Mickey, that is it from Instagram Interactive. Is, is that it from Instagram Interactive? Interactive. Ne- next yeah. week, everybody can type us in and, and tell us what sort of food they've seen on the terrace on Sunday. Absolutely, yeah. Now you said it. Um, and uh, what was the the burger of choice from the burger van and stuff like that. But um, yeah, no, Championship Week, Championship Day in Park Culture. And hopefully the sun is shining because there's nothing better than uh, a Leinster Championship match being played in Park Hodgins. Just there's a serious buzz and, you know, it, it, it's very uplifting as well. And hopefully the, 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 the supporters get behind the team. Massive game for me in the quarterfinal of the Leinster Championship. Um, you know, we did have a good second half to the league. We're looking at practically full strength squad and yeah we're really looking forward to of course we will be doing our full preview of the mead versus wicklow uh leinster quarterfinal championship game over on our loyal royals podcast there will be other loyal royal podcasts this week as well so don't forget to go over and check out our loyal royals podcast anyways davy that's it from you that's it from me mickey and that's it from us here on we are mead remember we are mead why it matters more